0: podcast. I'm really pleased uh, to get this started. It's the Talk Tonight podcast. We'll be uh, submitting a podcast out to you every couple of weeks uh, with guests uh, from all walks of life and I can't wait to get started and brilliant news uh, over the last few days. I've been able to get uh, my friend on Alice who joins us now. Alice, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, good. How First question really is, how are you coping with lockdown?
1: Uh, Good and bad days, but (laughs) <laughs> hasn't everyone?
0: And what's been keeping you going each day? I know you've got a dog. Has that been a problem? Yeah, the pu-
1: the puppy has been an absolute godsend. It makes you, it doesn't give you time to just lay in your bed and feel sorry for yourself. Like you have to get up and go for a walk. And that's been making me actually go out and get some exercise and feel a bit better.
0: So, getting that routine in is quite key with the dog. You have to keep to it every day. My mum says the same thing. So, you oh, eat yeah. it up and you take it out.
1: She goes in a half if you don't take it out at the same time. So, well, you're officially the
0: guest on the Talk Tonight podcast. Um, hey. I don't know what that means to anyone, but there you go. Hopefully, it's going to be a good thing. Um, yeah, it's exciting. So, yeah, it's cool. I've really wanted to do this for ages. So, if for anyone that doesn't know, Alice is in a band called Youth and Young, uh, and they're based uh, in Dunfermline, Shall we say? Is that around? Yeah,
1: Dunfermline, Edinburgh now. I think more of us, most of us, stay in Edinburgh now. So.
0: That's cool. So before we get into like some of the questions about you and your life and your career and your music taste and things like that, what is the latest with the band? What's been going on? I know there's not much at the moment, maybe, but what what are you planning for the future?
1: We are. Um, we're writing a lot of new stuff at the minute, um, and we're looking to be kind of just doing a new swing on things, getting some songs that we have been thinking about for a while getting them down and just working on them. Really, it should be exciting. Get some new recordings done, and hopefully, we'll we'll get back uh, into the studio and get things sorted. Hopefully, sooner rather than later.
0: You must be gutted because festival season season's coming up. You yous are always yeah, out festivals. Absolutely, we've
1: had a few um a few gigs that obviously had to be um be scheduled and stuff. But you know, like it's only going to make it better when we get back in and we get back gigging and we can get rid of all our energy that we've built up I, I over th- this time.
0: I think this period is, is such a good thing, really, in a way. I know it's terrible what's going on, but it's reconnecting people together and being creative and we're spending time more with our families. We're talking, like, you know, it's just brilliant. I think it's, there's a lot of positives to come out of, ho- hopefully, when this all ends. And yeah, they can, but,
1: Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've had um, the band and stuff have had um, some Zoom chats and, it's been nice just kind of catching up like sometimes obviously quite a lot of it's talking about kind of music and what we're planning on doing and stuff like that but it's nice just to be able to still see them obviously because it's like my second family (laughs) like I miss them
0: yeah I think we're all feeling that way about like just people we love and wanting to just you know spend some time together and uh, hopefully this will all come to an end pretty soon but in the meantime, listen to podcasts like this one, uh, once yes. this goes out. <laughs> Alice, I've got some questions for you. And okay. just going to run through. So this podcast is all about music, uh, people's lives, mental well-being. It doesn't have to be in any order. It's going to be talking about all different sorts of things. And um, there's going to be some similar questions probably in every podcast. I like to end on this question about a song. So I'm going to get cracking. I want to find out from you, Alice, what was your first experience in music that you can remember?
1: oh god my first experience in music like gig wise was I went to see Steps do you remember Whoa. Steps? I remember Steps, oh Five, my. six, seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see them with my auntie but I, I mean I was always I was brought up around music my dad um, I, and my mum like absolutely love music my mum was kind of more into like the Smiths and the Cure and my dad was more kind of punk stuff um but we were always brought up. my sister and i when everyone was listening to the generic stuff that they were listening to when they were younger spice girls and stuff we were listening to um johnny cash and elvis and the rat pack and just a mixture of all these songs so that's the first gig i remember going to um but i've been listening to music since i was tiny just all different kind of sorts of music
0: do you remember the first song that like like Really, just made the hairs on your neck stand up, and just think, "Wow, I want to get into music."
1: I think it must—it was probably Elvis. Not gonna lie. Uh, (laughs) Remember the song? Oh no, I'm gonna forget the title of it now because I've been put on the spot.
0: But just hearing his voice and thinking that's something I want to do—I want to sing and I want to
1: totally, totally. Um, We used to listen to like my dad used to get tapes made for us for the car. And we used to listen to them all the time, um. And Elvis was like a big one for me, and I was absolutely obsessed with Elvis when I was little. Um, I had a little Elvis lunchbox and stuff, which was cute. But the <laughs> song was what was the song? Now that you put me on the spot, oh,
0: no. it'll come to you later on. Uh, well, <laughs> it'll come
1: to me later on.
0: So Elvis had his own obviously unique style, and everybody knows, you know, there's so many impersonators who, singing. You know, when you're singing now and you're in your band and you're playing live and things like that, do you think about your inspiration? I know you don't have time, you're in the moment and things on stage, but do you think about before you maybe go on stage or you record a song? Do you, do you think about these people that have inspired you and how you, has it shaped the way you sing? Or you know, Totally. Like
1: I think not so much the way before I used to kind of try and hide my accent when I was singing, yeah. um, it, which isn't really easy to do. Um, Because if you've got a strong accent, it's going to come out anyway, so you kind of have to just embrace it. And since uh, starting the Youth and Young, um, it was definitely, I was more and I was more confident to just sing normally, not try and hide like my the kind of flaws in my voice as such, yeah. Um, and I've always been obsessed with Stevie Nicks, and I think that that's actually helped me a lot of my stage presence, um. I've been told, they were like, oh, you keep doing these hand gestures like Stevie Nicks, but, yeah, <laughs> like, I quite like it, though. I would love, to, I, like, I would, it could be worse. It could be compared to someone else, but... Yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely love Stevie Nicks, and I think, like, when you watch her on stage and stuff, she just looks like she totally owns it. Like, she owns the place, and I just think it's so cool, and she's so empowering. So I always, I always kind of take take note from her performances.
0: I, I haven't played a lot, a lot live, but uh, I, I never thought I was sort of good enough. But I always like, do you do this as well? This might be a sound of daffing. See, see if you're out walking with like, music on, do you like visualize like sometimes that you're playing that song? Is that the only me does that? Does no, I, I
1: totally do that all the time. <laughs> I totally do that all the time. Walking up the glen with the dog thinking I'm
0: still next. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've, uh, my, it used to be Tom York for me when I was young. I was always pretending like I always <laughs> even wore the same sort of clothes and I was just obsessed with Radiohead it was like crazy. But thank God I'm not the only one that did that. But... No,
1: you're not. Unless we're both just absolutely nuts, but...
0: One, probably, Never mind. Probably, <laughs> it is early. LA, probably, <laughs> uh, I know it's, I've called this Pop Tonight podcast. We're actually recording this in the morning, but there you go. It'll air at night. So it's yeah, just... that's fine. One thing I'm going to ask most people who are in music and play live is that I'm always intrigued by, like, When you're singing the uh, songs that you wrote, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you, like, I know that a lot of people just get lost in that moment you said about, you know, Stephen X being an inspiration, but do you, say if you've wrote a really personal song and you're singing it, how do you control, I've always wondered how people control that emotion about, you know, if it's a really personal song, you know, how you hold it together, I mean, I would be in a mess.
1: Yeah, for sure. what, What do you
0: feel like when you're singing, how does it affect you?
1: We we recorded a song on our first um, EP and it was Unsung, which was a song that was written by my dad and I um, when my grandfather passed away. Okay. Um, I had no idea that this was actually going to be on said EP and stuff. So when we started gigging and obviously playing this song, it was insane. Obviously, you, you're so excited because it's your song that you've written and you get emotional anyway. But I think it's more like you just kind of I think you perform it because you even though you are, you are emotional and stuff. You just want everybody to listen to like how raw it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. you just want everybody to know like that that is your lyrics and there's a reason why. And you just, I kind of think you just want to perform it because you're so excited to let everybody hear it because it's yours, even though it's sad. Yeah. It makes you emotional and stuff. I mean, the first time I played it in front of my dad was the hardest. Not going to lie. Yeah. um, Because I could see him Um. and, I kind of had to, like, avert my eyes and just look elsewhere. I couldn't really look at my dad at that point. But, I mean, it's okay to be emotional when you're singing those kind of songs as well. Because, I mean, you've written them with that emotion in you. And it just, it only leads to the performance, I think.
0: I always say, like, I've always wondered, because you do see a lot of musicians that are playing, like, maybe, maybe it's this thing where it's... The listener that's feeling it more than the singer because they're in that moment of trying to you know play the guitar or yep. remember a key or a vocal. So maybe that's the focus rather than thinking it's about your dad and things like that. So maybe that's where I'm. I'm more of a listener. I'll go to concerts and maybe that's where I'm always wondering. Oh, I wonder how they're feeling about that because uh, you no, know, it's always kind of kind of sat with me like just like you know I thought they would be more emotional that song, but maybe again you're playing many gigs, you're playing it every night.
1: Yeah, and I think. Steps. I think you're just what well, you do get used to singing it and and stuff like that, but it's kind of more exciting. The more gigs you do, like I would rather know that somebody was standing in the crowd listening to what I had put down, and yes. I would rather get it right so that it made an impact on them.
0: So that's more of a, yeah, more of an effect for them, and that's yeah. more for you. You can yep. take that away and go well. That's what I wanted. To, you know, somebody yeah,
1: because to... somebody else can relate to it for sure.
0: Yeah, it must be nice to have that feedback after people saying, "Wait, that really." affected me I would if I was a real top like superstar musician I would I I know you you know get so many millions of fans these days following these big stars but I would always love to take the time and hear their thoughts and and things I know there's probably so many comments they can't but it must be a real nice thing to hear someone say it changed it changed their life or it helped them get through something oh
1: absolutely yeah that's what is that what it's all you can only hope (laughs) when you write a song you can only hope that that becomes one of those kind of songs for someone
0: I'm going to ask this to a lot of the musicians and and people that come on in music. Now, Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth uh, once Mm -hmm. said that people who perform, so people go to uh, in the crowd, basically they pay to see people believe in themselves. What what do you think about that as a as a quote from? I mean, a legend in Kim Gordon and Sonic Youth. But what what do you think about that? When I say that to you, do you think that's true?
1: Um. I mean, I don't know I, I agree and disagree to a certain extent. I think people go to see the the bands that they choose to go and see or the singer-songwriters that they choose to see because of how they impact them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and I think yeah when I think a gig's more enjoyable when someone has stage presence not gonna lie. Um when you see someone up there absolutely owning the stage and stuff you're like wow like look how confident they are like that kind of that kind of thing I do get that um but I don't know if it's necessarily believing in themselves because only from my experience like I'm as you know like I've suffered from really bad anxiety so when I get on that yeah. stage it's a it's a place for me to just not be me yeah. and I can cut away from everything and from the person that does not believe in herself at all becomes this person that does when she's on stage so I don't necessarily think that they believe in themselves even before they step on and play their first song. Yeah. Um, I think people can just change when they're on stage and that can be their escape.
0: Yeah, I just, when I heard the interview with her, it really just struck a chord. I was just really interested in, like, I wonder what other people think about that who perform music that that people come along and pay money to see that it's people that, you know, need that. I suppose there's two ways from it. You, You go away, I have went away from many concerts. You know, thinking, oh, if I'm a musician, I like to write some songs. After that, that's really inspired me, or yeah, it's made it's made me think, me feel good about myself, and things like that. So, like you say, I think I think I agree with you. It's kind of both ways. But I've seen guys like, um, you know, um, Scott and and Frightened Rabbit, who yeah. you know, f- have basically had a breakdown on stage or struggled with performing. And like you said as well, you've the anxiety. We don't see really what's it's that mask that you put on when you perform.
1: Absolutely, and I mean like you never you never know what's going on behind closed doors and you never know what's going on in someone's mind, but I think sometimes when it comes to being a performer and, what, and being on stage that gives you that little crutch that you can just be like, actually no one knows who I am right now, so I can be whoever I want on the stage
0: when, when we touch on mental well-being as part of this podcast I'm intrigued with musicians as well to ask, do you think there's enough like for touring musicians and performing mm-hmm. musicians or musicians enough support for uh mental health?
1: I th- I don't in f- in fairness, I think it's more so like your really, really popular um pop songs and your pop artists and rock bands and stuff like that. Um I think that they're so affected by the like kind of like the the body shaming and the uh, like the constant nitpicking at the at them as a person i don't think it's related to their music yeah um you can like a song and if you don't like it you don't have to listen to it but i think people are really really harsh on those people that because they're because they're famous and they have money they don't have feelings yeah
0: they don't have issues or don't have problems exactly it doesn't
1: matter it doesn't matter that if they have a mansion and you come home to a one bedroom it doesn't matter we're all we all go the same way when we leave and i think it just needs everybody just needs to be a bit kinder and there needs to be more support for um especially online trolling and stuff like that because it's it's just insane some of the stuff that you see comments that aren't even relevant to that person a a lot of
0: jealousy through i just noticed through online trolls just even just going on a famous person's page and seeing some of the messages and a lot of jealousy there i think as well with people and that's i kind of go back to like Always been taught if you know if you want to, if you want something you know you need to work hard it doesn't just fall in your lap and these yeah. people you know there are some people that it's been handed to you know on a plate and they've mm-hmm. had the opportunities but I think you create you create that with a bit of hard work so I, when I see these people trolling people it's easy to sit behind a computer and just kind of comment on someone say you know like you know, Mariah Carey Britney Spears some of these big recorders yeah. down the years who are still putting out music but they're getting a lot of abuse I've noticed. But yeah, it's just like, they worked hard. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to know what Britney Spears' schedule was when she was a pop star at the start. No,
1: exactly, the... when she was probably, like, 18. I probably
0: a, every interview, 24 hours a day, crazy. And but...
1: then when she had a breakdown, that's when everybody focused on her. That's
0: Exactly. That's that's, that's the that's... kind
1: of, that's what it is. It's, it's almost like people push, 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 push. And then when these people snap, or they have a mental breakdown and it just gets too much. That's when they are at their weakest and that's when they kind of they use all of that to be like oh look how weak she is and but she's probably taken years and years and years of this abuse in the background that we don't see.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well we're gonna uh, touch on some music now. Um, I'm interested to hear about some of the albums and different things that have kind of inspired you so my first question on that is, is there an album in your life that changed mm-hmm. everything? It just changed the way you thought about maybe life, about recording music, performing music. What would that album be? As these days, I think albums are, uh, it's all about individual songs on Spotify and streaming. You know, When's that last album that really affected you?
1: Um, it would have to be Midnight Organ Fight, for sure. That's a, big, that,
0: that's a big record for a lot of people, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's huge. I never actually, I hadn't started listening to um, Fright and Rabbit until I was it was, I was. about 20 when I first started listening to them. um, And I, the first song I ever heard was Poke. Um, and I didn't actually, like, really click with it, which sounds yeah. insane because I absolutely love it now. But I didn't really click with it. So I was like, no, I'll give the album, like, the rest of the album, a bit of a, a, bit of a listen. And it's just... It's just insanely good. I mean, even if it's, obviously it focuses on a breakup and stuff and everyone's had a breakup that you go through and at that stage in my life, that was my my kind of breakup album as well. But I think it kind of just, it forced me to believe in something more than what I was letting myself in for, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I I remember Um, actually the first time I listened to that record um, um, and I heard Floating on the 4th
1: yeah, floating in the fourth. I know. just like
0: had sto had to st- stop me in my tracks. I, I mean, was that the sort of feeling you got from that record that
1: just stopped you? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like even like good arms versus bad arms and stuff was another one for me where it's easy to still want to hold on to something that you don't necessarily need. Yeah, or it kind of just made me realise like how important like things are that are around you, not what you want and. It was just, it's just a hard hitting album in general and I think obviously with a horrible loss of, um, with Scott I think it makes it even more powerful now. Yeah,
0: it's more profound now really when you yeah, look back absolutely. at the songs and see
1: what he was going through but what do and you... He and probably, he probably just thought that it was oh, just this together kind of thing like what's well, just a breakup album but he has obviously now he has no idea the effect that he's actually made in people's lives and how he's changed people and
0: yeah, I mean, that's really emotional in itself, is it, to think about that? Right,
1: uh, exactly.
0: I, I want to ask as well, like you touched on there about a big trauma in your life or a breakup, a death, anything like that, you know, anything can be a trauma. But what what would you say, you know, you've listened to that album and you were what were you going through at that time? It was obviously quite traumatic, but how do you, What what sort of advice would you have for people who struggle to move forward in life, you know, Sometimes I found I'm know we've talked about this with the hummingbird stuff we did. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can wallow in it a little bit if, if I find an album that just kind of soothes me and I just want to stay in that moment. But what was the big thing for you that kind of moved you on from that trauma?
1: I think you have to. You you can't you can't stay put if if you want to if you want to be able to fight through it. You've got to find you've got to find a way out. It won't like you were saying earlier. It doesn't come on a plate. Yeah, if you need to you need to help yourself.
0: You've got to want it, don't you? You got. To... You
1: have to. You have to. You can You have to try and help yourself because nobody can help unless you are actually prepared to listen to yourself and listen to the help that people are giving you. I mean, back then, obviously, I was going through a bit of a, a hard time, breakup wise, but I was going through a lot of stuff with my dad's mental health. Um, I think it played a big part in my life. That. I was almost kind of shielded from a lot of the stuff when I was younger. Um, and obviously I was older then. And it gave me a view of my dad that I necessarily never wanted, never wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I did. Because I now know that that was something he was struggling with and I can help him. Um, and I think you've just got to, no matter how hard it is, you've, you've just got to admit to yourself like, okay, this might be an absolutely rubbish day. But stop being so hard on yourself and stop stop giving yourself a hard time because oh I had a panic attack today, what an idiot, like I should never have done that. You should be you should be angry at yourself for what happened. You should be really proud of yourself for getting through it. Yeah. Just look at what you've done that day. Like, yeah, you've had a rubbish day, but you're in your bed, you've had a shower, you've got your jammies on and you're watching T V. You made it. And then tomorrow starts and you start fighting again.
0: That's really powerful. I love that, Alice.
1: For sure, you have to you have to fight again.
0: So, when you listen to that album now, and compared to obviously then, how do you how do you feel about it now? Does it does it feel like you can listen to it, and or does it take you back to that moment, or is it is it a bit more healing now?
1: I mean, I think all songs have got a way of bringing you back to that. Um, it makes you think about all kind of sorts of things. I mean especially now with what happened with uh, scott and stuff it makes you kind of think about like i had met scott a few times and i had seen him play live and they were just incredible and i remember like i I went to see um and rabbit with jason and that was one of the first gigs that him and i had kind of let our music taste come together because it was kind of different
0: yeah
1: um so now i kind of look at it like oh i i saw i saw i got the chance to see them with jason and now jason listens to um their albums and absolutely loves them so i also brought that into his life so when he listens to that album he thinks about me
0: yeah so there's different meanings now for it
1: yeah so it's a totally different story now for me
0: yeah i love that because that album you know that you've carried that through your life now and it's got it's like it's like places as well for me like um if I go back to a certain place it, it, it hurt a lot but then I went back and had some new experiences there and it doesn't hurt so much. Yeah, it exactly. Feels so it's like an album in that way is where like for me I've I've got a few albums that are uh, around about when my dad passed away and now I can listen to them and think, Oh actually that, that makes me think of my wife or, or, or Sunny Day or things like that. So yeah, yeah can you really, can
1: you can give it new meaning for sure.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I like that idea as well that people do that. and uh, not just sit and go, I can't listen. You know, get some people that go, I, really that's a tough album to listen to my big one my big one was uh, the ben howard every kingdom
1: oh yeah yeah.
0: i struggled like to go back to that but i I had it on i walk in yesterday actually and i was just like wow this is like keep your head up keep your heart strong i mean what a line for people totally and i think as
1: well you you get to the point where you just start enjoying the songs again because you yeah that's what you forgot about the song
0: alice you should be doing podcasts because that's exactly what I was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this should be your podcast yeah um, it, yeah it makes you like oh wow that's so look at the like some of the guitar playing on that album uh both albums really are like wow that's amazing you, i think you lose for me i don't know if you're the same if you sometimes you lose yourself in the melody or the, you lose yourself in like the emotion of the song and you don't actually you miss all the the nice we're, guitar yeah, parts quite, and vocals. we're quite
1: self-centred creatures, us humans. Yeah. Um, so I think when a song makes us sad or an album makes us sad, we always revert back to that. And you kind of get lost in all of that, but you forget about the fact that you really like that song because of the riff or because yeah. of the piano intro or whatever. And then when it, when it kind of all dulls down and passes over, you're like, what a tune, like, I, like I, when you put it on.
0: For me, I like when it's uh, you hear a song for the first time and it, and it goes like this is not great with words but it goes the way you want it to go so the chord changes like you've got it in your head you're listening to it, it goes oh i hope he goes to like yeah minor or and you're like oh man he's done it yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna listen to <laughs> this song from <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah totally that's class that's really cool so my next questions are going to be around like records itself in terms of what do you think makes a good record? I know we I mentioned earlier on about a lot of people just listen to Spotify, One Track, mm-hmm. the playlist, it, they don't listen to albums in full. A lot of people buy vinyl, I think, do. But what, what's, what makes, if you were making a record with your band in, in the coming weeks, what, what would you be saying to the guys? What makes a good record for you these days?
1: So this is strange. So this is something that Jason and I, um, Jason is my boyfriend, by the way. So... Um, this is something that Jason and I talk about a lot. Um, we have a lot of conversations about what makes an, a good album. And there's albums that we've brought up that, that he's been like, nah, I wouldn't say that was a great one or blah, blah, blah. But the way I judge and the way Jason has taught me to judge an album, which might be really strange, is that you never want to skip a song. Yeah. So you can listen from start to finish and you do not you haven't skipped any and you can't wait for it to start again. Like and you that... just want to put it back to the start all over and over again and yeah. listening right through. That, for me, is like when you've got that album. And I mean, Midnight Organ Fight, that that album was that for me. Um, Rumours by Fleetwood Mac, you'd never want to skip any of those. Um, Why do you,
0: why do you think that it isn't that way? Is it poorly downstream and the way the things have changed now, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of focus on just kind of, like one one kind of one song releases from albums and obviously you've you've heard it yourself and you're in the car and stuff that you could literally write down what's going to come on the radio before they do yeah. it. Um, it's just like, constant and only one song seems to be repeated quite a lot so it gets quite tedious and I think...
0: I know what one you're talking about. <laughs>
1: are you talking about Dance Monkey? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh! Ben, my, my daughter loves that song, Yeah, so unfortunately I need to play it.
1: But... My nieces are absolutely obsessed, and don't get me wrong, I think she's an incredible musician, but yeah, yeah. they just play the same song over and over, it's like on a loop on the radio. Don't you think
0: like the radio stations, obviously it's, a lot of these radio stations it's purely to satisfy the the, the execs and the PR and marketing teams and all this sort of stuff, but like, it's such a stale format, I think. I, I like. I do like streaming and things, but I like to see like what people are doing online and like Tim Burgess at uh, Sh- uh, Charlottes has been doing a lot of listening parties and they've been listening to albums. I love that idea that people go back and we talk about an album. and Do you do that with Jason? Do you sit and have a, listen- a record and ch- chat through it and things?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were... We're kinda of gutted we were supposed to be going to see um Nathaniel Rateliff um in Manchester, but obviously due to the lockdown and stuff, we weren't able to do that. So it has been rescheduled, it's not been cancelled. Um I,
0: I was supposed to go to Bonnie Iver last night.
1: Oh, oh no. That's so <laughs> sad. I oh, no, it's rescheduled
0: also. I seen ESV's him, though, so I seen him
1: before and it was incredible. Um it's so good. But like we, we talk about albums all the time, but I th- I think it's just I don't know I mean all these songs that get played on the radio and stuff like that I think it's amazing like I wish I was one of those people that was the song that was stuck in someone's head and was like oh that's it yeah it's amazing that's the bloody youth and young again <laughs> like I was quite <laughs> like that not gonna lie I'd be okay with that but um, yeah we listen to like albums all the time and kind of just chat it out and um, Jason's kind of the worst for it. Um, we always have this discussion where if we we're going to go and see someone like live, um, it kind of just ruins the whole gig because he sits and listens to the albums on repeat for <laughs> like weeks before we go. And I'm like, mate, it's not going to be anything special now because I've heard it a million times. Um, so we we kind of do that and most nights. Our our nights revolves around talking about music at some point for sure.
0: I I like uh, I tried it. Oh, I'm the worst for it at times, yeah, but I tried it at one of the last gigs. Or was it was I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, it might have been smoked. and I soaked it up. Do you think a lot of people at gigs and that get they lose them, they don't enjoy the moment, and they, they try to record it so they can watch it back instead of just living in the moment? do you, do
1: you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I've been the one that's taken a cheeky little Instagram video or <laughs> we all an it, Instagram we? an Instagram picture, but. I think we actually lose a lot. I remember um, Jason and I had gone to see—I think it was um, Noel Gallagher—and we'd gone to see him. And my phone had completely died, and so had his. And um, we just kind of shoved them in the back of the bag, like it wasn't—we weren't bothered. Put them in the backpack and kind of just spent the whole day, like just chatting nonsense yeah. drinking and just spending time with each other yeah. and when we got to the gig you could see all the phones and the flashes and, and stuff which is which is kind of cool when you see it like that but we were standing and it was for the first time we actually walked away from it like wow we actually paid attention oh, no. there
0: yeah
1: we, we weren't too busy trying to like get a nice filter on instagram i think so. you remember
0: more as well like like i think sometimes 100
1: you... percent Oh, there's side of it as
0: There's nothing better sometimes than waking up with a hangover and looking back at your videos and go, "Oh my god!" I'm... So, I, I'm maybe you're the same as me. I've got a love hate relationship with social media. I I love it. Like at the moment, I love it because of the situation we're in. I'm seeing loads of cool stuff. Sometimes I hate it. I go off of it. You know, I take yep. time off. I, I think it's regular breaks are quite good to do. But how do you feel about social media and, and, and things like that in your life, just leading off that? Little
1: link there to that question. I kind of think like social media is awesome, not gonna lie, it has its ways, uh, connecting everybody. Like you're saying, like what we're doing, um, just now, and you see all these, these like kind of celebrities are doing, um, mashups of songs and stuff, which is amazing. But I feel like it should be used for that more often,
0: yeah.
1: Um, more often than not, it's used for fake news, it's used for spam, kind of buy this from I
0: know. this place, I and, and
1: yeah. I think. I think social media in itself is really empowering, but it can also be dangerously dangerously powerful for some people. Yeah, really addictive. Um, really addictive. I think I think people need to be um I think people need to be aware of their like cyber knowledge and how you're making people feel. Again, it doesn't take much to be nice to someone. Um so if you if you have a particular reason for not liking something and stuff again don't read it don't listen to it don't comment on it exactly Simple. just go away and do your own thing yeah. you're wasting your time by telling everyone that you don't agree with that person
0: yeah i i've I found myself i've done it at times you see something you don't like and you feel like you need to comment on it but like i'm saying well what's the point point that? and i tried especially since the, the little one has arrived and, uh, just to try and like I, I feel like she's changed me a bit that i don't Feel like i moan as much now i do it more in a like a, jo- <laughs> a jokey way but um but yeah i used to go online and just like if i didn't like somebody put up something i didn't like a tv program i'm like this is rubbish or like why did i waste my time like saying that like i should have just said it wasn't for me or but i hope you enjoy it or you know, something like that yeah but, totally. i just like yeah it's easy to get wrapped up in it though isn't it it's really
1: yeah. it really is it can it can be quite dangerous i think more so for younger people um, I think obviously we've we've been through we've kind of been brought up around this social media and stuff and we've we know what's what's happening and we know what people say and stuff but it can a little tiny comment on something can be absolutely damaging to somebody. So I think we just need to take time and just remember that it's somebody somebody else is there reading that. It's not just the case they're writing it on a, a comment or Posting it on a video and having a bit of a laugh with your pals, is that there's a person behind that screen, you know?
0: Exactly. I, I absolutely 100% agree. And if you listen to this, be nice, be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Being nice, stop
1: just, being Just mean.
0: be nice. Um, mm. Well, we've got a, I've got a few. I say we, there's only me here and my cat. It's not like <laughs> a team behind me. Uh, I've got a few questions left and then I'll let you go and get on with your uh, Saturday. Um, okay. I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, this is probably the deepest question. Um, okay. What do you feel is important in life? Now, that might sound quite straightforward to some people, but I know that some people struggle with that, to find an importance in life. What What do you feel is important in life right now? Oh, my. Right
1: it's, now, in the situation that we're in, um, I think, if anything, what has made me realise is how unimportant some of the things that you give yourself in life are the goals that you set yourself yeah um i mean i was i'm really bad for when are we getting engaged when are we getting married when are we getting a mortgage and like all this stuff and i'm sure that's normal for anyone growing up that that's the way you kind of are meant to leave your live your life and all this Mm -hmm. but i think what's what's made me realize is i come home i haven't i have a car i have a job luckily still in my job um with Whitbread and stuff just now, which they've been absolutely amazing. I have a job. I have a, a roof over my head. I'm in love with someone. Um, and I have a family that I cannot wait to cuddle. I don't know how much I have missed cuddles. It's insane. Um, I just think important right now in my life, and obviously I've got my little puppy and stuff, which is, she's changed my life. Um, and... I just think we need to let go of all this drama that we think is important. Um, we think it's important to kind of bottle up our, our feelings and not be kind of soppy and stuff. But over this um, kind of lockdown period, we've seen so many people actually reaching out and telling people what they mean to them. Yeah,
0: I've seen that a lot ne- of that, yeah.
1: That needs to happen more.
0: I think there's been a lot of like people I, I've said a couple of Instagram things about people repairing, like, a lot of repairing of relationships and yeah, and absolutely. Things like, that. like I've, I, I that just what you said there. Just even hearing you say, like, I just, and what's important in my life is just that I love someone. I mean, that's so like moving that people could express that without worrying. I think a lot that's helped. This situation has helped people come out more and not be so scared about saying how they feel. And what.
1: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Jason's got traits <laughs> really all... of mine that he would change quite rapidly after lockdown. And I'm pretty certain that I've got some that I would change to him. But I come home every day to a family that I adore and they make it very clear that they adore me. Um, I've got two young nieces and a young nephew and they're the absolute light of my life. And, I mean, why am I like, why am I looking for more when I've got everything I need? Like, oh. everything I need right here is the fact that I could lose all of the things that I think are important. I could lose the whole, the job. I could lose not having any money. And you can, you can yeah, you can have a mental breakdown. You, you lose your your sense, of, your kind of sense of belonging. You lose your path and what you think you're supposed to be doing. But at the end of the day, I'm still coming home to my family and I'm coming home to a man that I adore. And it just, it just makes things so much worse more worthwhile like that you remember what you what you actually achieved before you started making really silly goals for yourself
0: you see when you see that as well when you even just hear yourself say that it's like that's that can change your mindset so much just like admitting these things not admitting these things but like being honest about it and like I think especially for people who maybe are listening hopefully or maybe struggling with different things that they they can even just write that down as a start. like that's what totally. I used to write, just write it down and when you read it back to yourself like god I can't believe I said that I many times in my life I probably you know I think should have done things that way rather than just hold it in and I think that what you've said there is like I think that will really hit home a lot of people so Thanks for being so deep, Alice.
1: That's okay. I hope so. I hope it helps someone. I mean, you set yourself so, such unrealistic goals in your life sometimes. Yeah. Things that you know that you probably aren't going to achieve. And we come into this life the same way and we go out of this life the same way. So why are we competing to be better in between?
0: Now, that is one of my favorite songs. And you'll know it because I'm guessing Jason loves the verve.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> on your on your own
0: again we come in on yeah, your own and you leave totally. on your own that's a beautiful yeah. song and i love the second part like I, honestly even just i might say the line and it's giving me shivers down my neck is that <laughs> i think the second verse he says um oh god it's just i've totally to mind blank oh I'll, I'll need to that up i'll think. i'll find that I what he says uh, tell me if i need you or something like that he says in the second verse is it true
1: Tell me, I yeah. Need you. Tell me if it's
0: true. Do I need you? I'm like, oh my god, that gives me like, yeah. I love that song. I know we're just on a tangent there, but
1: and oh, and the the obviously to just to add to that song, the um um, tell me what you've seen. Was it a dream and was that in it? Yeah. Amazing. God, that's amazing. That's cool.
0: Yeah, individual songs. You've given me some ideas for like. Future podcast. I'm sorry I haven't shared it with you now. That's <laughs> thing, but story. in a
1: way, that's it. In a way, that's kind of like what it is. Like you're going, you're going through your life, being like, right, this is what has to happen, and it's sometimes it can be all a massive fairy tale. Yeah. So just, just kind of burst the bubble and get back to reality and be like, actually, I've been happy for the past how long in my life? So let's just focus on those things rather than what I don't have. I'm a
0: lucky man. That's a good... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: just
0: realised what all their music's about. I'll, um, yes. I think I will put some verb on today now we've talked about I'm probably
1: going to do
0: that, not going to lie. But he is a great songwriter, Richard Ashcroft, and oh, I'm lucky I've him. been able to see him, I've got to see him once at Reno in Perth. And, yeah, uh, that was a special day. Uh, we missed our train home, it was 90 pound taxi, but you know, we had the best day ever. It was great.
1: Yeah, I got to see him too, um, but with uh, No Gallagher. But unfortunately, I was a little bit intoxicated. I spent most of the time just singing to this guy, <laughs> um, thinking that I was on the stage with him. So <laughs> I can't really remember much of what he was actually doing on stage because I was too into it, but it was incredible. The, yeah, the best
0: days now. Yeah, actually, maybe it does lead on to the next sort of question, but. Uh, well, I'll move that to the last one. I think I'm, I'm, I'm landing as I go here, so bear with me. Um, I want to know about uh, sort of before we finish up about we've talked about a lot of music in your past and things like that. But what about just now, new bands that you like? Give us, give the listeners, if there is any, going to be, you know, checking out some new bands on Spotify. Give me something. I need something as well. I'm I'm stuck in a rut. What have you got for us?
1: Um, I've been listening to um the band Joseph. Um, for a while now I don't know if you've heard of them before I will
0: note that down I will check them out
1: they were um, they were actually on um, at New Year with Jules Holland
0: okay cool
1: Um, and it's the it's the one with the the three the three girls by the way for when you're googling right okay Um, and they performed a a song on Jules Holland on the uh, Hogmanay program and it was absolutely amazing it was one of those ones where Jason and I kind of just looked at each other and we're like that was great That was great, Um, and the harmonies and the stuff—they're unreal. So, um, definitely, definitely have a look at them. Um, Always go back to the the loyal, the loyal ones. So, (laughs) if you haven't heard, if you haven't listened to Daughter, yeah, I love um, Daughter,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, have a listen to Daughter because that is incredible, and Blossoms too. Yeah, I'm really into Blossoms just now.
0: I I, I've done this with bands as well. I I do albums as well. I don't like it, and then eventually I love it. Like i'll tell you one band i've done i i slayed them at the start they played last i thought they were terrible is it the three late, uh, girls height is it heim? heim 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 yeah i love them yeah. <laughs> yeah they're great
1: but um and on just another one but when i mentioned um nathaniel Rateliff um earlier when they said we were supposed to be going he has just brought out a new album and it's incredible definitely definitely worth worth a listen
0: fantastic you've given me some music today to go and check out, and we're going to sit in the garden, and I'm going to get some of that on on the old. Alexa Perfect. Speak. You
1: can tell me. You can tell I'll me. I'll tell what you what I think.
0: think. Um, yeah, for so sure. My last question is: if for all uh, the people that check this podcast out, which will be on Spotify, Apple, and all the usual sort of candidates, a song, a song that we all need in our life. It might be one of these artists that you've mentioned, but what uh, any song you want, a song that we all need to listen to. We're in lockdown. It's going to make us feel better. Serve it up for us. What we're gonna to listen to?
1: Oh that's such a hard question, Lee. Hey! <laughs> um Ooh. Perfect Day by Louis. There you go.
0: You had it you had it there. That is a perfect song actually. Yeah. Perfect song. Well, Alice. Thank you so much yeah. for coming. You're so welcome. I can't believe we've
1: chatted for forty five minutes. That's like yeah, no, me neither. And chat
0: for
1: and I'm now hour or so <laughs> I know, I know. I'm now being um kind of annoyed by the puppy, and she's biting a bit. So she's like, "Take me a walk again." So I, think... I might listen to some of those songs when I'm out. There you
0: go. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I've really enjoyed listening to your thoughts on mental health and mental wellbeing. being and, and you've gave some really good insights into how, how you got past stuff. Uh, the records you've talked about I actually really want to go listen to Frightened Rabbit today so you've really hopefully inspired other people to do that as well um, this will be going out very soon on Spotify and uh, you'll be able to subscribe to the podcast Talk Tonight podcast we're on Instagram um, we're on Twitter at the moment we uh, won't be doing Facebook because uh, can't be bothered with Facebook to be honest let's put it that way um, but Alice thank you you again so much for coming on taking your time to, to talk to me and um i hope you all enjoy it when it goes out
1: you're so welcome and also it's american trilogy by elvis
0: there you go i told you there it is you'd get there in the end <laughs>
1: i don't know why i've got lots
0: to check out today now it used to yes better. you do thank you alice and we will you're so welcome
1: Okay, okay. Bye, bye take care bye